What's up, freaks and creeps? Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Casket. I'm one of your hosts, Cliff Helm, and joining me as always are my two lovely co-hosts, hailing in from Salt Lake City, Utah, Mr. Ben Houts. Hello there. <laughs> and joining us from the always classy San Diego, Mr. Rafael Mitchell. What's up, man? What's cracking? As we all know, summer has officially come to an end. Thank God. And now, thank God, exactly. And now we've entered what all the pumpkin spice latte drinking dance moms around the world like to call spooky season. <laughs> so for us big horror buffs, like summer is really just three months of pre-gaming for Halloween anyway. So what were some of the highlights of your guys' summer? I'll start with you, Ben. My summer was pretty busy. I did a lot of traveling. Phoenix, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. I've been traveling with work, traveling for horror cons, traveling with bands, Albuquerque. I just, I was all over the place doing different projects and different things. So I would say my summer was very hot. I, I kept following the sun, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm stoked for pumpkin everything. And I'm even more excited that the heat's going to go die. What about you, Mr. Raphael? I hate the heat <laughs> for it to go away. And speaking of summer, I'm pretty sure... I when it comes around time to decorate my house, it's going to get hot again over here for no fucking reason, because this whole week it's been nice. But when I go to decorate my house, the sun's going to come back and make me sweat for those cobwebs. But yeah, my summer was pretty decent. I basically just really focused on finishing our album for Dead Rise. So that's always a time consuming process. Recording the song first, getting a really solid demo, sending it off getting mixes back after mix, mix after mix back. And right. uh, yeah, so we finally finished it up during the summer. So I'm hyped on it. It's supposed to come out October 27th, I think. Is that? Is that Congratulations. Right? Yeah, man. Congrats. I'm stoked. I believe that is a Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, we're hyped. Yeah, that was pretty much my summer. I honestly don't remember most of it, what I did. <laughs> I just you just remind I... me, I put out three albums this year, and two of them were this summer, so I totally get it. It's yeah, been busy. That's awesome. I Yeah, I don't remember what else happened this summer. <laughs> I'm sure I played a couple of cool shows. I'm sure your film company's been building and Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, some pretty good business through that. Try to get that. Oh, I did some graduation graduation photos and stuff yeah summertime living in is easy was it Cliff? this summer that you got to play with doyle wolfgang von break oh uh, yeah so you bring up a great point see i don't even fucking remember those things i'm like oh yeah i played yeah. with Mr. doyle it was that was cool i got way too drunk but it was yeah. after the show yeah, i've, I've got sweet. a good story about doyle as well we played with him once on his birthday and we got to sing happy birthday and give him a birthday cake <laughs> oh sweet yeah really nice dude better have been vegan Right, he, he is a vegan. It was a vegan cake. Nice. Was it really? His girlfriend was there, and she's the singer for Arch Enemy. She's really sweet. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, so I got drunk. I left a little early after while Doyle was playing, and what else happened? I forgot. I had a real good plan. I fucking forgot it. <laughs> Cliff, we haven't heard about your summer. How's your summer been? Yeah. Oh, my summer was pretty good, man. It started out with Monster Palooza, which you can't go wrong. Starting the summer off with the horror convention. Got to hang with our boy Raphael here for a little bit, and he was generous enough to buy my myself and my wife some birthday shots for her birthday, so that was cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, dude, it's always a fun time going to the convention and just running into friends and making new friends and just catching up with everybody. I would say probably the biggest highlight of my summer, which I'm actually wearing their t-shirt right now, was being invited to go out to Screamfest, the film festival. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, dude. They reached out to me to appear as their Jason Voorhees actor. They were doing a Friday the 13th part four showing and they reached out and thankfully I was already working on a costume because they were very particular with, we need a part three or a part four Jason. And I had a part four, but I ended up selling that costume a while back to like fund other costumes I was working on. And some of my buddies came through for me last second to help me get that costume together because I didn't have the hockey mask and I didn't have the silicone under mask. So big shout out to my friend, Josh Ludman. He runs Beyond Disgusting Studios and he was able to produce that silicone under hood for me like within two weeks. Yeah, which is really cool. And another friend of mine, Jason Baker, who is actually a neighbor to Raphael. He lives in San Diego. He lent me his part three hockey mask. That was really cool of him to do. And I made the trip out there. They put me up in a hotel and I got to stalk around the film festival and scare people and take pictures. And it was a good time, man. I had a really good time. Can you speak to that a little bit more or do they kind of plan? They say, hey, we need you out on the floor from six to 10 or whatever it is. Or is it something where you just do what you want and and costume and character? They do have like certain points during the day where they want me to be in certain areas for things that are going on. For the most part, it's me just roaming around. I showed up like right before the event started and just got the rundown of what they were going to need me to do that day. Mainly for the most part, it was just doing a lot of promotional like photo shoots that they wanted to to do for to promote it after the fact for other events they had upcoming in the future but other than that it was just making sure i was in front of the movie screen when the movie ended and then they dropped the spotlight down on me and i just threw the axe up in the air and everybody went wild yeah it was pretty cool uh, how tall are you cliff six foot okay trying to make sure that you're screen accurate yeah i was like (laughs) king hotter might be a little taller no you know what I honestly think Richard Brooker, who played Jason in part three, which is what I was dressed as. I want to say he was probably like six, two or so, but with the boots on, I'm roughly around that height. So it worked out. (laughs) I I actually think part three is my favorite part three and four. Oh, hell yeah, dude. See, I knew we were meant to be friends. Yeah. (laughs) One has little Corey in it. That was four. Yeah, that's four. I like that one. Yeah, I want to make mask too, like him. (laughs) Dude, they're both so good. But I will not shave my head like he did. (laughs) I had the psychological man. Oh, yeah. And that was definitely supposed to be like Tom Savini. That's based on him, like that character. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. But yeah, I love part three too, dude. It's such a good film. That's the first movie that we get the iconic hockey mask. So, and you got that sweet disco score <laughs> can't so, yeah, go wrong with disco yeah you can't go wrong with that but yeah dude it was a good summer man so super cool yeah so before we get started with our horror film review tonight which we will be talking about it lives inside i wanted Ooh. to drop some horror news on y'all and see what you think horror news welcome to prime time so Did you guys watch a little film that came out last year that had an excellent promotional campaign for their film called Smile? Yeah, sure did. I have not seen it. Really? No, it's on my it's on my list. People keep telling me you got to watch it. I'm like, okay, and I just haven't gotten around to it, but it's on my list. Maybe Hey, no better time than now. Halloween, baby. What did you think of it, Ben? You know how I am. I don't want to talk negative about horror because I just love the horror so much, but it wasn't my favorite. 
I wouldn't say I disliked it, but uh, there was a lot of other films I was watching at the time, and I felt like it got overshadowed a little bit. There was movies like X that was that, or sorry, Pearl came out, and there was Barbarian, and I was watching all these other movies, and Barbarian was a kick to my face. Loved it. So yeah. by the time I got to Smile, I was a little indifferent. Like I would say I enjoyed it, but it didn't break the bank for me. Yeah. What about you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was fun, man. It's not great by any means, but I was pretty entertained by it. I didn't see it in theater. I waited till it came out and it was streaming, but right. I was looking forward to it though, because you got Kevin Bacon's daughter in there, man, the Baconator himself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool to see his daughter like follow in his footsteps, because as we all know, Kevin Bacon's first film was Friday the 13th. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool I to see his daughter doing that too. I've got a little story about Kevin Bacon. So one time, this is in the early 2000s, I lived in London for about four years and I was walking down the street on this busy boulevard, uh, Tottenham Court Road is what it's called. And I was walking down and I was looking down at my wallet because I was about to walk over to an ATM and I ran face first into some dude and it was like slammed right into him. And then I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. And I like looked up to say, I'm sorry for running into him. And it was fucking Kevin Bacon. No and shit. I was like, hey, it's Kevin Bacon. He's like, yeah. And he just, like, <laughs> going. I was like, oh, dude. He's all pretty fucking cool, huh? <laughs> he was cool about it, but he was like, it was really funny. I like face to face ran right into him. Dude, that's an Out awesome of all the story. people in London that you could run into, he ran into Kevin Bacon. That's insane. Yeah, dude, I feel like. Funny. Stir of Echoes and Tremors, my favorite Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, uh, so great. Oh, yeah, those are good. And, of course, Friday the 13th, man. He's got, like, one of the best kill scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's on. a bed got to do with it? <laughs> right. But, no, that's awesome, dude. Honestly, I, I thought the film was pretty cool. So I know you, it, for you it got buried, so I'm sure you're, you'll be happy to hear that. We're getting a sequel. Yeah, I'm going to watch <laughs> I, I'm not against <laughs> it, man. Not against it. I'm watching yeah. back to back. Yeah, so the director, I guess he signed a, a deal with Blumhouse, I want to say, is who released it. So right. I think he's like on a four-picture deal with them, and they want him to do Smile, too. So it's coming. It's coming for everybody. Oh, nice. I thought the promotional campaign was pretty dope, dude. Like, they had people, like, at baseball games just smiling and staring at the cameras during games. I remember that. And it made it on the news. People were like, what's oh, wow. wrong with these guys? Dude, and it worked. Dude, that movie yeah. made a ton of money. So. Right, yeah. It did. All about that's, marketing. All right. That's one thing about Blumhouse, man. They might not always produce the best movies per se, but they know how to fucking make that money, man. Yeah. They're, I, I'm just happy that they're making them. Yeah. For A24 sure. A24 and Blumhouse are both just blowing that out of the water, killing it. Oh, so question since you bring up A24, who do you prefer, Blumhouse or A24? A24. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I'm a Lionsgate guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, I'm a full moon guy. Yeah. <laughs> full moon pictures. I feel like those A24 movies have this really deep, dark, conceptual, weird side where a lot of A24 is a lot more kind of slasher, or sorry, Bloomhouse or a lot of slashers and buying up old franchises and re-releasing, which is awesome too. But I feel like A24 is the most unique studio I can think of in a long time. No, yeah, that's probably true, man. I feel like A24, what I like about them is I feel like they give directors chances to do something different. It's a great and way to put it. Whereas production company like Blumhouse, they're looking to obtain as much IP as possible because they're looking for that guaranteed dollar at the box office. And yeah. I get it from a business standpoint, but that's not going to push the horror genre forward. And I feel that A24 is in the business of pushing the horror genre forward. And that's why I enjoy right. their movies a lot. So, yeah. They're just like, all of them. They're so creative. Yeah. What's your favorite A24 film? Ooh, that's one I'd have to think on for a while. I was a 
Really big fan of Hereditary. I'm pretty sure that was A24. Um, yeah. Man, that one was I, disturbing, man. It was really good. It, yeah, that it, movie made me feel unsettled. <laughs> I really liked Midsummer as well. Yeah, Midsummer. I did too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would have to look at a list of all the movies. Do you, do you have one in mind that you're thinking of? Oh, dude, I love The Witch. Oh, The Witch was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much, dude. Uh, and it's one, one of those. Oh, go ahead, Raphael. The one with the spells with two V's, Vich. Yeah, Vich. 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 <laughs> it's slow, heavy, and really dark. But yeah, it really is. And it's crazy because it's like, it's one of my favorite movies, but I can't sit there and just watch it like anytime. I have to be in a mood to be watching it, but I love it so much. And I think it's because it's more of an experience than it is entertainment. Yeah, it's a really good film. I love it. And Hereditary too. Hereditary is really good, but that's another film where it's like, I can't just throw that on like anytime. I have to be right. in the right mindset to watch a movie like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie's heavy. It you really got a favorite, Raphael, A24? No, I don't. I would have to see what they actually pay. Yeah, you need the list, huh? But I know Lionsgate, fucking American Psycho. Uh, <laughs> Raphael's all uh, A20, it's Hellraiser. <laughs> American, <laughs> American Psycho. Is I, I actually bring it, going backwards to uh, Scary Stories conversation, I liked Scary Stories. And I liked, uh, what was this, uh, American Psycho. I liked a non-horror movie, All Eyes on Me, Tupac. There you go. I never saw that one. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it either. Look life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael, you keep drinking. What are you drinking in that mug over there? Uh, people, you know what? People, when we released our first episode, a lot of people are asking, "What are you drinking? What are you yeah. drinking?" Because on other episodes we talk about it, but this is actually, Burm, I don't know if you could see it, if it'll be good focus or not. Old fashioned cocktail by Bullet. Bullet. So is it a whiskey? Yeah, yeah. It's some rye. Is it tasty? Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's made with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey <laughs> and nice. bitters. Old-fashioned mm-hmm. cocktail bullet. Sweet. Sponsor us. Is it pretty good? Worth a shot? Oh, I took one sip. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. Starting my birthday week. <laughs> I was like, I better fucking pace myself because you pour this shit and you can't fucking see. It's all wrapped up. I'm like, is this enough? And then I look at my I'm like, doesn't look like that because I'm drinking out of a goddamn coffee mug. So I'm like, that's not that much. And I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> I look in it. But it's Dude. pretty pretty tasty i'm i would add a little bit more bitters i'm a i'm psycho with the bitters like orange bitters i put too much oh yeah yeah i'm getting the older i get the more more sweet drinks i like so you mentioned birthday and i know that both of you guys have a birthday coming up you guys got any plans oh you go ahead ben you go ahead ben oh man every single weekend from now until November, I've got plans. Me too. Yeah, it's nonstop. So I uh, no special birthday plans though. On my birthday, I birthday set. I'm gonna try to go to Santa Monster Palooza, <laughs> but I can't. I can't land a flight under 500 bucks. And I'm like, no way. I'm it. not gonna make then, it. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Helmut, we're splitting I'll it. Probably go to a haunted house and do that. I was legit thinking that. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start a damn GoFundMe so we can get Ben <laughs> out here to Santa Monster Palooza. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I will it. be at I'll be at Monster Palooza. I'll probably go to oh, Days of the Dead man. in Las Vegas. That's in February. You guys gonna go to that? I, I would love to. I would love to. That also, like a simple five six hour drive. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, it's a small convention, but it's fun. I love I mean, the small conventions. Like I went to the one here in L.A. and I fucking loved it. It was intimate. It wasn't too. Was that creepy? 
no, I I went to that recently the other day. But uh, no, the Days Day of the Dead. Dead one in L.A. was oh, okay. pretty intimate. That's where I met the whole cast of Nightmare 3. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. So that was cool. I loved it. I, I want to go. I might start premeditating that shit right now. Oh, shit. It's, it's and in February. You know, too, I love Vegas now. I used to fucking hate Vegas. I yeah, hate this it is fun. for so time. long until when you go with your like your spouse and you guys actually have money to do something. It's fun as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go to the museums and shit like that. Like I love it. I went to the mob museum. Phenomenal. You go to Zach Baggins. That's really oh, fun. Of course, of course. How they stop by? I will never do it again, though. Fuck that. <laughs> really? It fucking freaked awesome. me out. I have a story. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's... you want to hear it. Yeah, um, throw it out there. Yeah, let's check it. <clears throat> All right, Mr. Zach Baggins. We went to his museum in Vegas, and I was by myself. I say we, like it was me and my mental health. <laughs> I went there, self. I had to psych myself up. I was like, all right, this is going to be tight. And I get there and it's all, it looks like an old folks home or something on the outside. Like it looks, t- the grass is kept, the bushes are cut and it's just brown, that beige brown building exterior color. I was like, right. oh, this isn't going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're all like warning me at the you get to watch the prompters and stuff like that like little commercials about it and i was like okay that doesn't seem too scary and then the girls on there that the girl that introduces you to the people inside and stuff like that she was all trying to spook us a little bit okay you guys got to be careful if you're really not feeling it if you're feeling something bad you step out of the rooms and this and that i was like all right. yeah 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 so long story short i finally get to the kevorkian room and now <laughs> what's screwed up was awesome yeah bizarre story with this with the floor being checkered and stuff like that and the way this room is set up i don't know if it fucks with your equilibrium or what but like he has kevorkian's desk in there he has kevorkian paintings in there i'm like yeah the the van and everything it's not in that room it's the room after but when i was in this particular room I was just standing there chilling. I was looking up at the screen and they're giving us a little commercial about the room and Kevorkian himself. And I started feeling fucking dizzy. I was like, oh, shit. On. I thought I was having a panic attack. I was like, no, no. Count to 10. One. Two. I got this. I ain't got, I'm, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. I was like trying to breathe. And then that sensation of feeling like I'm going to tip over to my left. As soon as I felt that sensation, they play a clip on the TV of this lady falling over to her left and hitting the floor. And then oh, waking up and going, ah, crawling on her hands and knees on her butt to the corner <laughs> of the room and freaking out. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> that was a warning. The the coincidence of me feeling that way and then seeing that just solidified it. I was like, whoa, I got to get the yeah. fuck out of this room. So that well, was like the scariest moment for me. I, I really like Cliff. I don't know if you've been there, but when you're going through there too, they'll pump a bunch of cold air in the room and change the smell of the room and so like you walk okay. in and every room's like a fucking experience, dude. It's really bizarre. It's really weird and really cool. That devil rocking chair was gnarly. I didn't like Damn. that. Yeah. And this is in Vegas, you said, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's... We, go. we might have to go together. I know. I was just thinking that, man. Febu- Let's go in February. Fuck it. I would love to. Honestly, I've never been I've never been to Vegas, believe it or not. I've never been. Whoa. So this would be the perfect opportunity, especially if it's going to be related to horror in some way. And not only that, but from what I was seeing online, our Lord and Savior, Mr. Clive Barker, is going to be there. I would love to meet him. Nice. 
Oh, I, I didn't know he was going to be there. I saw that they might have some of the Cenobites there, but they don't have a list that I've seen yet. They've just teased some photos. So we'll see. Yeah, I just saw Clive being promoted. Like, I want to say I was scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and a Days of the Dead post just popped up on my feed. And yeah, Clive's going to be there, man. And I was like, that's rare. It's very rare for him to show up for something like that. This might be like, yeah, if he's going to be at the Vegas one, I'll be there for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I'm sure the autograph might be a little more than what you're going to pay to see any other guests, but it's going to be worth it. It's Clive Barker. Like it's, I think it's probably pretty relevant in in that price range of someone really special. Yeah. And he is really special. So. Yeah, we might have to make that trip, Raphael. It's time to start brainstorming. I'm going to pay to see him. I said, dude, that remake was awesome. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what else he did that was amazing? Nightbreed. Fucking incredible. Oh, hell movie. yeah. I remember renting that movie as a kid. I was like, these guys look gnarly just from the cover. I was like, they look unk. I was like, yeah. and has a massive fucking forehead. Yeah, he's got the like the moon. Yeah, I was like, is this yeah. a McDonald's commercial? What the fuck is happening? Mcdonald's. dude <laughs> they live I under the graveyard the guy dude Idiot. clive's imagination is just wild man like yeah. the, the creatures in that film are just insane you're like how can you think of this stuff have you seen the director's cut i had to watch. i think i own it but i don't know what the differences are it it does have different scenes and i think i prefer it to the original cut but okay yeah that's a really good movie man i wish he would have made more movies throughout his career but i feel like he got stiffed by hollywood and they interfered with lord of illusions and with nightbreed in a way that really affected him wanting to come back and work in hollywood again and that sucks man because he's such a creative person and to come right out of the gates with hellraiser and for it to be such a classic film so it makes you wonder what he could have brought to the table over the decades yeah that's very true (laughs) yeah guys speaking of films we're here to talk about a little film called It Lives Inside that we all went and saw recently. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. But by the time this drops, I think everybody's probably seen it. <laughs> but I feel like it was a missed film. A lot of people are like, hey, what's out? What are you going to go see? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check out It Lives Inside. And they're like, what is that? A lot yeah. of people didn't yeah. like horror people. They're just like, I don't even know what that is. And so yeah. I don't know. A lot of people didn't seem to understand or know. Uh, yeah, there wasn't really like heavy promotion for it. I didn't even know about it until I went and saw The Nun 2 and the trailer played. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I want to know who's who's the gatekeeper that gets to say these movies get to be in front of people or not. Oh, how that works. And the film that studio that's putting the money in. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even, it wasn't even clear online when the movie was coming out because I remember us talking about it and I looked it up online and I got a different date from the actual release date that we got here in the US. So I was like, this is weird. But yeah, I was curious. What were your guys' initial thoughts? What What were your initial thoughts, Raphael, watching this film? First off, I don't, I didn't watch the trailer, Ben, <laughs> <laughs> and I just went to go see it and blind blindfolded. And uh, my first initial thought, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. They're introducing a different culture, superstition, or like beliefs or taboo or creatures. Super- supernatural creatures from a different background into the american american eyes in front of yeah of american eyes and i thought that was really cool because it reminds me of some stories that i listened to on youtube which is darkness prevails and stuff like that and they have creatures 
in those stories that are like from that dis- Indian descent that's called the jinn. And I thought that's what they were going to say jinn, but it was something else that I never heard of. So I was like, I got to do some research on that. Yeah. Overall, with the movie, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it wasn't spectacular or nothing like that, but it kept my interest enough. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What about you, yeah. Ben? What did you think? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I like Raphael, I really enjoyed that they washed in a lot of Indian culture and mysticism. So I'm a person that's always interested in mysticism and the gods, Shiva and Kali and all these other things. So I thought that was really special and really cool. Another really cool thing about that movie was the the relationship with her dad. He kept telling the mom, let her be. Let, she's a teenager. She's going to figure it out. Let her be. And the mom was uptight. And I feel like that's an emotion I can connect to when I was growing up and the people around me. So I felt connected to that story on a more personal level, which I thought was really cool. I really like at the end when they showed the demon, it was a man in a suit and it had like old creature, the black lagoon gill man vibes. And I was 100%. like, yep. I was like, yeah, dude, they're fighting a velociraptor. This is like yeah. Jurassic Park. Hell yeah. Bad. There was, <laughs> there, was <laughs> there was a scene too where the, the, the glove was all grr, grr, like on the counter. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, it is a velociraptor. Right. But I, I really liked the idea that it lived in this dirty, gross jar. It looked like they were growing DMT in there or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, they got DMT in that motherfucker. What are right. they doing? I definitely so there's it. no um, demon. They're just tripping balls. <laughs> before, before we solicit any scores on this, uh, what about you, Cliff? I'm right there with you, Ben. I really enjoyed the film. I liked any movie that introduces like a culture and their folklore, I'm always going to be intrigued with because it's something different sure. that we haven't experienced before. So it's really neat to discover new things like that. And I thought the creature in this film was was pretty cool. I also like that I the director's name, I believe, is pronounced um, Bishal Dutta. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. But I thought for his feature film debut, he did a fantastic job. So yeah. I was doing a little bit of research on him and apparently he is an award-winning film filmmaker across a bunch of uh, different film festivals. He's directed okay. a, a ton of commercials. He's directed music videos, and he's actually taught filming filmmaking at UC Berkeley. He knows what okay. he's doing, and it shows. For being a first film, you would never guess that this is this guy's first film. You would think he was a seasoned director. Yeah. So yeah. I thought he did an excellent job. As far as the actors go, I thought they did a, a really good job. I can't say that I know any of the actors from anything else, but right. I, I thought they were they all played their parts really well. They were all believable. I thought the cinematography was excellent. The lighting, oh. dude, like the lighting that was coming in through the windows in the basement or piercing out into the hallway from the door, that orange, orange reddish color was just like created like this hellscape aesthetic dude i thought it was beautiful yeah and, i kept leaning over to my girlfriend and i was like holy shit this is filmed beautiful yeah oh my, really the shots is. in this are great really good shots especially that opening scene where everyone's in the hallway dead as fuck i was like oh it's gonna be like that kind of movie they're just giving it to yeah. you now all right so yeah i agree with you Raphael. what that the first like minute and a half of the movie i was like this is fucking amazing and then as the movie went on it was hit and miss in parts but that opening was really strong yeah and like you ben like it connected with my wife and i on a personal level too because struggle that our main character sam goes through with wanting to be accepted by her family and by her peers and wanting to blend in and fit in i feel like that's something a lot of people can relate to especially second generation immigrants i feel like this is going to hit home for a lot of them and i've experienced that firsthand not me personally but i've seen it around me 
for instance, with my wife, my wife and her siblings and her cousins, they're all second generation immigrants that were born here in America, but their family is born and raised in Mexico. So when these scenes played out, I looked at my wife and I was like, she looked at me and we looked at each other while we've been through this, like you've experienced this. So it hit home for us, like on a personal level and especially for her because she went through that. And I think sometimes people that, that are born and raised here, like that are from other countries, they want to fit in and they want to be accepted by their peers. Like my wife never had that problem. She's a social butterfly. Everybody fucking loves her. It, the tension that it causes for someone between them and their parents or them and their family is a very real thing. And my wife experienced that. And I think sometimes that parents don't realize that, especially with an angsty teen, you are, you can't force anything upon them. They're just going to rebel and they're going to reject whatever that is. And you're potentially pushing them farther away from whatever it is you're wanting them to get in touch with. And sometimes you just have to give that person room to grow and have self-discovery. And that's not to say that my wife isn't proud of who she is or where she came from or her roots, her heritage, because she absolutely is, but she's also proud of being born and raised here as well. And uh, yeah. So over the years, thankfully, just like in the film, Sam and her mom and, and her dad, they all accept each other for who they are and they're able to grow together. And thankfully that happened for my wife and her siblings and cousins and their families as well. And that alone for me elevated this movie. This went from being just a ABC horror movie where it's here's your main characters, here's your monster, here's how you defeat it. It was more right. like an onion, dude. Like it, you you were able to peel back more layers. It gave you more than just a typical horror film. So that's what pushed it for me from being an average horror flick to something extraordinary. I don't right. how teen angsty you are. There's no excuse to hit that jar on the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was some bullshit. I was like, you fucked up. Like she didn't even do nothing. She was like, hey, help me. She, no. <laughs> oh fuck. There we go. But see, wasn't that such a perfect scene though? Because that was, was. her. Was like, yeah, that, that, that was her rejecting like her culture because yeah. she wanted to fit in with everyone around yeah. her. So that, that that was played out so well and so beautifully. And I was like, man, I was like, this is this director is obviously bringing this in from his own experiences. Right. And when you're able to do that, man, I, for me, anyways, it just it elevates a film. But what were some things that maybe you that were you mentioned Ben that you there were some misses for you? So what were some things you didn't care for? The happy ending. I wanted something a little bit heavier and darker. At the ending, she's a spoiler again. She swallows a spirit and it, it's now inside of her and the movie ends. At the very end, they're like, haha, bitches, I'm going to be possessed. Yeah, and I felt I was like, ah, dude, like, why can't I just kill everybody? And then <laughs> just move on. Part two. Do you know what I mean? So there was a really special part. And if we're going to talk favorite kills like we always do, my favorite kill that wasn't an actually a kill was the dad. He walks in the door and it fucking gets him in the back. And I was like, and it's filmed gorgeous. And I was like, yes. And you wanted the dad to die because he was such a good character. He was a great dude. He loved everybody. (laughs) He loved his wife. He loved his kid. And when you think he's dead, you're like thinking it's tragic. And then you're just like, oh, just joking. He's fine. And I was like, God damn it. That's what I was going to say. It's okay to make it morose and dark and heavy and morbid. Give it to me. That's what I was going to so, ask right now. I was like, does that qualify as a favorite kill? Because he lived. Almost kill. It was, <laughs> almost kill. They, uh, they got I, to I kill am... the boyfriend. That was pretty heavy on her. Yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. The yeah. boyfriend. Swing set kill. He's yeah. like, oh, can I kiss you? Is it okay? And she's like, I guess so. And he's a like, cool guy. You want to smoke some weed? I'm like, you're dead. 
You had yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make out and smoke drugs nope. in the movie. Nope. You're going to get fucking murdered. He got, <laughs> he yeah, got he... wrecked by that swing set. You, you, you can't survive yeah. the horror tropes, man. That whole scene, I was like, oh my God, this is brutal. He was all choking and like swaying back and forth. And I was like, damn, that. that you, you ever been go. fucked by a swing set? Yeah, Let's I was go. like, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Was, that was my favorite. It was very Hellraiser esque. Yeah, that, just because of the chain. Yeah. yeah, chain is amazing. Yeah. If they just ripped some flesh off, we would have been right there. I would have been. Like, hey, where's Pinhead? <laughs> so Raphael, if that's your favorite kill, what about you, Cliff? Did you have a favorite? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm right there with Raphael. Man, it was the swing set kill. How could it not be, dude? The way it just picked him up off the floor and tangled him up and choked the shit yeah. out of him, threw him around, broke limbs, tossed him on the ground, and said, "Fuck you, you're dead." Yeah, they made that pretty <laughs> epic. <laughs> They're like, "Bye." Yeah. I, did, I did enjoy the little co-pilot teacher. I thought she was cool. I thought that character was cool. She yeah, was trying to be in, trying to help the situation or whatever well, you know, and that shit started fucking with her yeah do you know what we were saying and we because me and my girlfriend are discussing the movie as we're watching it or making comments and we were both this teacher is at school 24 hours a day yeah, what she's are you there doing at nighttime so right? she's there in the morning and we were like that's what we were like we're like why is she getting attacked at a school at one in the morning why is she in the fucking school maybe she's an overachiever the girl she's kind of like walks in the school and sits down on the bleachers and starts boohooing and stuff and i'm like How'd she get in the school? It's the middle of the night. When she was walking down the hallways, I was like, why are the lights turning on? And she's not freaking out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's 2023. <laughs> They're fucking motion censored. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was going to lead up to something. But well, it did keep... eventually, like when yeah. the girl was uh, being chased by it, Sam, I think it was. And the lights yeah. were turning on by themselves when nobody. That was, was cool. I was like, oh, that's why they put that there. Yeah. But why are you at the school at fucking 2 a.m. or whatever? Well, Ben, I'm off. I'm off of work at 530. And there's days like today where I'm there at 730 and I'm saying, why am I here? <laughs> same, same thing. Uh, yeah. Ben will never understand the struggle of teaching. <laughs> a lot of these too busy. A lot of these good. newer movies that are coming out like Stranger Things is a really good example. They just like, walk into their school at 2 a.m. And I'm like, you can't break into school. There's like cameras. And <laughs> I did it. Not in eighteen, but... not not nineteen eighty seven or whatever that show takes yeah, place. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But there's always the age films where they're like, "Let's let's meet at the school at three a.m." And I was like, "Motherfucker, yeah. you get shot by police." Exactly. Yeah, these days, yeah, you're not gonna make it past the gate. Sorry. What I yeah. want, I want a Filipino version of this movie. Yeah, I'm all about the Filipino cryptids, and I'm like, okay. oh, yeah. oh man, they gotta bring this to the forefront because there's so many cool creatures. Yeah, dude, give it to me. Like, I loved It Lives Inside. I loved Talk to Me. We got some Australian folklore with that one. Dude, Talk keep, to keep me. Br- was great. Yeah, yeah, keep, br- keep bringing it. They were. St- I was stoked with that. So, was there anything Raphael in the film that you that didn't work for you or you didn't care for? It's all the parts that I black out on. <laughs> it's like I, I don't know what they are, but if I did, I would tell you. Yeah, I'd probably. I don't know. There's not too much I didn't like about it, but there's not also a lot that I remember particularly. So I'm assuming those parts weren't that interesting. I right. think the boogeyman in the closet shit with the glowing white eyes. I thought oh, hell yeah. Cool. That was cool. That, that kind of just floating eyes creeped me out. I love that. For sure. But I don't know. I guess you can say, I guess I could fall into the trap with Ben and be like, that ending was soft. Yeah. yeah. For me, but the only... I'm not a writer, so... 
Right. Well, I mean, for the sure. only thing that didn't work for me per se would have been like maybe the CG. But what I did like about the film is that it didn't use CG as a crutch. It used it more as a tool. But when they yeah. did use it, you could tell that yeah. Yeah, it was... a little hokey. Yeah. But I, I also understand that they're probably working on a small budget. And I overlooked it only because you put a real actor in a real fucking creature suit. That's what I want. Yeah. What I want. And I am a sucker, dude, for a creature feature. So yeah, practical yeah. effects. Yeah, hundred all the so, way, dude. Please let me out. Nails in the coffin. So the question comes up, Raphael: How many nails in the coffin are you giving it? Six nails in the coffin for me. It wasn't halfway bad. It wasn't halfway amazing. So about, I say six nails in the coffin. Cliff, where where are we at for you? For me, man, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. Like I said, I, my wife and I were able to connect with it on more of a personal level as well. I felt like it gave us more than just what your typical horror film would give you. It gave us characters to care about. It gave us themes to relate to. The director came out swinging and he took chances. This is one of those films where I feel you watch and you say, damn, this is a good movie, but what is the director going to do next? You know what I mean? Like, right. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. That's how I felt with saw with james wan when i saw saw i was like man this guy's gonna come out with a, a badass movie and sure enough his next movie was badass so yeah. for me i'm gonna say this film is eight i'm gonna give it eight Ooh. shanties out of ten <laughs> eight I, uh, I, it's funny we're all in the same area i was gonna go seven so i'm sitting right in between you guys i wrote oh, there you go i wrote down seven but then i <laughs> no, did you yeah the, but then i started thinking reason. about it and i was like and you got cold feet Nah, nah. nah. My feet are warm as fuck. The only, the only reason I'm going seven and not higher is just there was some stuff in the movie that took me out of it, like we discussed. A teacher at the school all the time, and she never leaves the school. It seems, or yeah, maybe the the ending where everyone holds hands and walks off into the sunset. I was like, come on, yeah. But yeah, I'm going seven, seven nails. Yeah, yep. Sweet. Did you guys notice any of the Easter eggs in the film? Oh. No, I no? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop some knowledge right now. All right. Ooh, so yeah. <laughs> so right. the first Easter egg that I noticed was the scene where Sam is being attacked by her mom. And it I want to say it was like a nightmare sequence where it looks like the mom is possessed and she's like doing her fucking grudge crawl on the ground towards her. That yeah. was well, cool. Yeah. If you notice in that scene, our our main character, Sam, is wearing a evil dead hoodie. Uh, yeah it was mr uh, ash williams on her hoodie so i was like that's pretty cool so he's clearly an evil dead fan which isn't is everybody pretty, yeah who isn't but yeah. it, it's pretty clear in the film too because the book that they find it reminds me of the necronomicon in a way absolutely so in the film they find a book which belonged to a previous victim of this entity and he just draws his artwork in the book of how it's going to unfold and how this demon is going yeah, to attack was- you and how it ends Evil Dead vibes. Those it was a hundred percent Evil Dead. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So those were two Easter eggs. Another Easter egg is the high school is called the Werewolves. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, no. I was like, I want to go to that fucking. Exactly. High I noticed it. I was like, I would fucking be the mascot. I would dress exactly. Like werewolf costume. God damn it! I, I know my my high school was the Bulldogs. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, a bullshit. A bullshit. Yeah. It was a pirate. My my mascot was a pirate. Well, a pirate's better than a damn bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Bulldogs are pretty fucking cute. I had a wild I mean, cat. They're super cute, but 
I feel like there's a hundred schools out there called the Bulldogs. I was like, give me something different, people. Come on the Wildcats. Yeah, it's called the Werewolves. So I was like, I wonder if that's supposed to be like an homage to Teen Wolf. But I was totally off track. I was listening to an interview with the director. He actually said that's an homage to one of his favorite horror films, Ginger Snaps. Did you guys ever see that? That's a great movie. Yes. It's coming to age girl film as well. Exactly, which he said was very much the what he took inspiration from when writing this movie, and it totally makes sense. Yeah, that movie is great. They yeah. didn't have any poutine in that Ginger Snaps movie. I just <laughs> see the food. It's like I, I don't remember that. There's no right? poutine. <laughs> and I did the... like everything about that movie when it comes to the style it shot. It was very like that '90s Hellraiser style, like that. Oh yeah, like rave slash rock metal flashes white flashes and shit like that i love that yeah oh yeah for sure and not only that but it used practical effects they gave us a a practical werewolf come on yeah you get you you automatic five points just on that alone (laughs) right i don't know um, what i feel like it would be cheaper to make creatures than the fucking cgi but i guess not you would think so but fucking lights a lot of work that goes into it i know yeah and what's what's a real bummer is then you have some films where they do all the practical effects and then they go over it with cgi and completely fuck the artist over so that's what happened with rick baker on the wolfman movie and yeah yeah that's what caused him to walk away from hollywood that's why he retired because they fucked with him so much on that film Uh, i follow rick baker on instagram and he posts the coolest shit ever doesn't he yeah Yeah, i'm always like blown away i'm like he's still fucking owning it yeah, hundred percent. He's a practical I, effects god. I love me. Yeah, but... he's a hero. I've I've got a really cool compilation of his books, and yeah, they're, they're incredible. He was walking around at Monster Palooza like I don't know a few years ago. This might have been actually pre-pandemic, but I didn't have the balls to walk up to him and say hi. <laughs> he's it. like, "What do you want? Get away from me, kid!" Everybody was mobbing him, and I was like, "You know what? I don't want to be." another person totally. doing the same thing annoying the shit out of him not saying that he was annoyed but you never know <laughs> yeah greg i saw greg nicotero and he was talking to tom savini and there was yeah. this like crowd of people like get like kind of building around them and i was just trying to get by and i'm like trying to scoot by and greg nicotero looks over at me like i'm like trying to get on him like fan wise i'm like i'm just trying to get through to the i was actually heading to the bar i was like i'm just trying to go to the bar he's like yeah 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 sure you were like the rest of us buddy yeah that's sure so you were funny. keep Asshole. your beautiful ass in the back of the line <laughs> hey punk <laughs> yeah dude the last easter egg that i noticed in the film and uh, honestly i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say that i noticed it because i didn't it wasn't until i i um, heard the interview afterwards but the car that the boyfriend drives sam's boyfriend or romantic interest whatever you want to call him his car is the car from christine so no it wasn't didn't he have like a camaro or something I don't know. Because oh. I remember when they got in his car and they were driving, I was like, what fucking high school kid has that car? <laughs> yeah. It was like some nice race car. And I thought Christine was a Chevy. No, and it is a Chevy. Your mom did. Yeah. So Ooh. he says, so he said it was an homage to Christine, but. Oh, an homage, not the same car, maybe. I want to say that he said that the car was in the film. I don't know if he's saying that it's the actual main, oh. the main villain, okay. the car itself, or if it was just another car that was in the film, but. Yeah, it's something that he mentioned. So it is it's an homage. Yeah, that's he, cool though. Yeah, that's, it could have different meanings. Who knows? 
There's nothing better than someone making a horror movie and they and they put in those Easter eggs and apparently I missed them all. I didn't catch any of it. It's the werewolf, but I didn't fucking. I thought I just thought I was cool. The werewolf uh, title for the school. I thought that was weird. yeah. Yeah, that was super you know, dope. I was I was waiting for that boyfriend to be a dick to her the whole time. Yeah, and so I'm was like, I. He's like, he's, let's get out of here. And they get in the car weird. and they drive off in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get rapey on her. Yeah, or be yeah. really that's what I thought, too. And, I, yeah. and it never happened. I was like, that's nice no. because every so movie he that died happens. because he was nice. I was like, yeah. this guy's super nice. <laughs> Jerk. Just <kidding>. <laughs> 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 You're supposed fuck. to be an asshole. Come to the party. Yeah. yeah, he has his douchey look. Why do you look like Christian Slater? Why are you so handsome, jerk? Get out of here. <laughs> Christian Slater's the coolest shit ever. Hey, that's who he reminded me of. I don't know why. He reminded me of Christian Slater. A little bit. I can see that. that. You know who really reminds me of Christian Slater? Christian Slater. Oh. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> I knew it was going to drop at some point. <laughs> I've got one in the case for you. One in the chamber hey, always. You don't talk about Christian Slater. Right. Yeah. If my mom looks like Christian Slater, hey, you know what? But he's, congratulations he's, like the, he's a poor man's jack nicholson uh, i'll take it hey you take that back sir <laughs> dude that movie heathers he's fucking incredible love it. It? i love it oh yeah and interview i, I thought him player. i thought him and the guy from nightmare four was the same person the brother or the brother <laughs> i thought it when i was a kid i was like hey it's it does look like him it's the, yeah the fucking pompadour hair spiky hair thing yeah it was That's big funny. back then it was yeah. the 80s, bro. Late late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Money was flowing. Do they? they... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Money was flowing. It just wasn't flowing for us. All right. Nobody. <laughs> Apparently for you two. The, the Wolf of Wall Street was thriving. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> as I'm eating government cheese as a four-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, I had powdered milk. What did you have? My all mom's right. going to hear this. She's hey. like, we're not poor. <laughs> if everybody could afford cocaine in the 80s, people had money. All right. I know. Scarface yeah. is a fucking ghost dream. It's not real. <laughs> Why would you want that kind of stress anyways? Right, that's God, so man. funny. I love watching that movie, but it stresses me out. <laughs> like, dude, you gotta go. You take your money to different banks, not the right. same one. Say hello to my I little friend. Know. Yeah, I love oh, man, Al Pacino's great. Right, dude, he's Satan, dude. No, <laughs> Yo. you guys remember that movie, right? With Keanu, yeah, the yeah. Devil's I, did, I hated yeah. it. That was did so you really? Funny. I thought it was stupid as shit. I fucking oh man. I, yeah, I guess it was it. too serious for me. I don't know. I it was. It wasn't that serious. Yeah. I guess it was pretty heavy when his wife's at home having the nervous breakdown. And right. That was pretty intense. Yeah. A little <laughs> flick though, you guys. One thing I did want to bring up while we're podcasting tonight is we came up on the twenty-year anniversary of Freddy versus Jason. Are you guys fans? Oh, man. Fucking love that movie. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I fucking I almost hate that I love it. Yeah. Why? Because I'm like so snooty, but it has Robert in it. The lead actress, I forget her name. I bet you know. The blonde. You know her name? Poop. Monica Kina. Ah, she's a babe. Yeah. I yeah. cannot pick a better fucking damsel in distress. I almost blanked right there for a second. I was like, fuck, I'm going to lose credibility right now. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, know, I didn't lost purpose. my credibility. <laughs> hey, guys. The, the like horror, a true horror nerd, I pulled The horror snobs will let us know. They're like, say it. Say yeah, it. Monica Kina, baby. Monica Kina. Oh, she is so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on Freddy versus Jason. When I was a kid, and you guys are close to the same age, Freddy versus Jason was rumored for 
forever. Everybody was talking about it. The, the comic book. It they even everything. hinted at it. Yeah, and I think that my expectations were too high. I, I like Freddy vs. Jason. It's a fun movie. It makes me laugh, but it kind of lacks that horror vibes. For me, I would only give it maybe six stars. I well, prefer you, a Jason yeah. movie or a Nightmare movie, but maybe not Freddy vs. Jason as much. It, it was a pop star in sync fucking Backstreet Boys movie in the sense of the style it was shot in. Absolutely. Thousands. It's, we couldn't get away from that. I kind of get that. And the Jay and Silent Bob reference was kind of funny. <laughs> it's yeah. not him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, for me, I'm a total Freddy versus Jason groupie. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I don't care how bad it is. I fucking love it. I'm going to tell you why. We all grew up being Nightmare on Elm Street fans. Freddy was a big part of our childhood just because he totally. was in the, the pop culture site, guys. I've always been a Jason fan. He's always been one of my favorite slashers. And we've been looking forward to these two titans of horror to clash forever since jason goes to hell came out since that glove came up <laughs> yeah. out of the ground i was you can't tell you that hockey kid. mask when he grabbed that hockey mask i was so fucking hyped i was like exactly yeah. yeah i was and look, so excited it took a decade for us to get that payoff so no matter how bad that movie was gonna be i was gonna fucking love it no matter what <laughs> i watch it, it now and i'm yeah. like i'm just happy to be here exactly <laughs> i'm just happy this exists yeah exactly. <laughs> did oh, you dude. like some of the moments like when they're fighting and he he fucking hits him and you get like the pinball sounds like, ding, yeah ding, i ding. thought I it was, was hilarious like, oh, it's, goofy. it's cheese but it, i yeah. thought hey freddie would do some goofy shit or when they're oh. fighting and freddie makes the water fall down in front of him and jason just stands there i'm like yeah it's like you little no nah, nah, jason would still <laughs> fuck you up dude he's not gonna yeah. do that but i know like you said th- it was like what did you expect from these two in a movie together? So, so I want to touch on that since you brought it up, Ben. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about this for a second. Touch all right? me. So a lot of people, I feel, get the wrong impression in this movie. And they think Jason's not, a, he, he, they made him afraid of water. He's not afraid of water, bro. Okay. He swam from fucking Crystal Lake to Manhattan, bro. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he was I'm like on a, a boat, boat, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I get it, dude. You're right. He's not afraid of water. And he wasn't afraid of water in Freddy versus Jason either. What people forget to realize. Realize Uh-oh. is that Freddie intruded into Jason's dreams and fucked with his subconscious fear of drowning. Yeah. That's what that was uh, about. Cool. It wasn't that's that fair. Jason was afraid of water. It was he was fucking with him, dude. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, it makes it much more acceptable. <laughs> I I don't hate the movie at all. I would say I'm a fan of the movie, but I just yeah. I wanted more horror out of it and less of nice. going to town. Yeah. And the the premise of the story is a little bit weird, where they're like. He's, I need Jason to make people feel fear again. I was like, I don't know if that's how I would have written it. How else can you write? (laughs) Right. They literally had a script where Jason was going to be on trial. Who wrote that (laughs) shit? No, guilty. To be honest with you, if you read like all the spec scripts that came out leading up to this movie, I think we're pretty lucky with what we got. (laughs) Ready to be like, overall, I'll show you how to get off. Dude, there was even a script where it was going to be Freddie raped Jason's mom and he's Jason's dad. Get the fuck fuck out of here. He was one of the counselors. Yeah. Yeah, I I heard about that too. I kind of want more. What I would love to see is a prequel of Jason as a kid. Like a whole sleepaway camp thing of Jason. Like a whole one hour and 30 minutes of how he became. We're we're getting it. Are we're we getting, getting it as a Peacock series. They're yeah, doing a Camp Crystal cool. Lake. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Is it called Crystal Camp Crystal Lake or something like that? I think on top of that, like that. Yeah. On top of that, it better be good. Hopefully. Know, 
We'll see. It's going to, it's going to be weird. Cause I want to see what they're able to use. Cause they had that big legal battle with Friday yeah. the 13th. Oh, you're right. So what are they going to be able to use? Will they be able to use like Jason's mother or her name? Can they use the hockey mask? So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I wanted to see out of Freddy versus Jason, which one of the original endings they were going to use that didn't make it into the film was that Jason and Freddy end up in hell and oh. Pinhead comes out. Oh yeah. I, oh. Heard, I remember hearing about that. There's a comic that's Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I own it. And, and yeah, I was like, they were talking about doing that. And I was like, Ash Williams trying to take on Freddy Cougar. That, uh, that'd be pretty good. I feel like Freddy's invincible. Yeah. I'm like, if you fall asleep, you're fucked. Was that? No, yeah, you really are. You can't run away from the dude. Yeah. But, but dude, it's such a fun film, though. It's so goofy. The only thing I, so I fun. win. Super fun. Ish. Is that not to take anything away from uh, our boy that played Jason in the film, but. I would have I would have liked to have seen Kane Hodder in yeah me too in the boots man Everybody. I think uh, yeah and Ken Kurzinger he was great and a lot of people fault him and say oh he's Frankenstein Jason but <laughs> that honestly yeah he played the part that way but he was told to play the part that way that wasn't his decision and Kane Hodder I feel like deserved it dude he played Jason a few times he, they they sent four, him a script four times yeah. fucked up yeah. Why and not? he deserved to to face Robert England, dude, and give the fans what they really wanted. I'm bummed out that we missed that. How Did you would... watch? Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, that was a question that might lead to longer conversation. But how would you guys feel if Rob Zombie had filmed that? Would you think it would be a totally different fucking movie, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they would be like fucking dirty and gross. and Jerry yeah. ass and then Freddy versus yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but the way they would have talked to each other would have been different. They would have been like, so after school, are we going to go home and skull fuck you? You know what I mean? Rob Zombie doesn't know how to write teens. Straight up, he doesn't. I know. That's why I want to see that version of it. Make it Rob. I would probably love, I love how dirty and gritty his shit is. I will say about Freddy versus Jason and Kane Hodder. I watched the Kane Hodder documentary. I'm not sure if you saw that. And he talks about when they basically casted him and then just wrote him off and never told him when he found out, he talks about how heartbroken he was. Yeah. And you feel for the guy. He was like his whole life. He, he want, he was Jason on a, on a personal level, not just a money level. And when they wrote him out of that character, he was like depressed, didn't know what to do with his life. Like, it was a really dark time and you feel for him. You're like, damn, you really do. Especially considering like he was holding the torch for as far as Jason actors go. He was one of the first actors to start doing conventions that played Jason going yeah. all the way back to the Fangoria cons, like back in the early nineties, he had been doing this for a long time and interacting with the fans and people had really accepted him as right. their Jason, which for me personally, Kane Hodder is up there. I love Kane Hodder, but my favorite Jason Voorhees is always going to be Richard Brooker. You know what I mean? I just, I love part three, dude. But I feel that Kane Hodder did deserve to play the part, man. It's it's a I, bummer, dude. I feel bad for him. I really do. Yeah. Kane, if you ever watch this or hear about this, we're rooting for you, man. Get back into it. I know. It. He would love to. Powers of, of Hollywood, make it fucking happen. A lot of these horror conventions are getting people back into movies. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel a rise happening of yeah. horror, like we talked about of the horror genre coming floating back to the top yep oh and here's a little here's a little Kane Hodder trivia for you guys he's one of the only actors to have played almost every major slasher villain so he has played Jason Voorhees yep. he was he did stunts 
for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I want to say it was part three. He's Victor Crowley. He's Victor Crowley, of I course. Thought, I love those series. He was Freddy Krueger. He was the hand that comes out of the ground with the glove and Jason goes to hell. Oh, funny. Yeah. So the only major off. villain he hasn't played is Michael Myers, but he said if offered, he would do it. I, I can't see him as Michael Myers. Myers. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty cool, man. That is really cool. Yeah. And he also did the, he did the Leatherface motion capture for the video game. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And and he did it for the Freddy game or the Jason games as well. Yeah, he sure did. That that game finally at the end of October, I'm throwing a little shindig and one of my friends, the guitar player of Dead Rise, he's going to, Emilio, he's going to bring over this console. I'm going to get to play Leatherface. We're going to try and set it up where I could play as a character and they could play as a character on a different console. And then we could fight each other here in one. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that's it's like an old '90s land party. I'm so right? fucking hyped. <laughs> so hyped. That's way cool. It'll be fun. Yeah, especially, that would be cool. Especially going to horror nights this weekend too. Yeah. Are you going this weekend, Halloween horror oh, nights? Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Fuck on you. Motionless and white on Friday. Hollywood horror nights on Saturday. Guns N' Roses on Sunday. Must be uh, nice. I just, uh, I just picked up my hey, Guns N' Roses birthday. ticket. <laughs> oh yeah Happy you never birthday. told us your, you never told us your special birthday plan so yeah. that's what you're doing yes what the fuck i'm doing no one cares about nice. the black guy oh, jesus christ so hostile <laughs> that's what the fuck i'm, I'm doing what you doing nobody yeah. puts baby in the corner nobody <laughs> wait are you seeing guns and roses for the power trip festival no it's a it's their i don't know that's with allison chains San Diego. Isn't it? it's at yeah and alice with allison chains yeah i'm gonna see them in october in salt lake city there you go. Am I going to be that guy that says that Alice broke free from the chains when Lane Staley died? Oh, there's I don't know, man. They're still all right to me. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're not Lane Staley good. I was like, <laughs> when Lisa told me that they were opening, I was like, you mean Jeremy Spoken? And I'm like, no, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Jeremy Spoken. I was like, same, same, shit. same <laughs> shit. Same shit. They all came from the grunge era. Same Fucking shit. Same I, shit. I like he's the only, he's the only one still alive. Same the wrong shit. kid died. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. He A little over the me. top. <laughs> Sensitive. That's cool, though, man. I've never seen Guns N' Roses live. I've never seen Guns Neither have I. Neither have I. So. I saw Guns N' Roses in like 2012 or something. They were great. I feel like I'm drinking yeah. out of dad's medicine cabinet. Cheers, Sweet. Dusty. I'm drinking a uh, seltzer with my water. Uh, I'm drinking a seltzer tonight. Or a few. Foolish mortals to the haunted mansion. You fiends, I think we've reached the end of our segment. It goes by so fast, and I'm just it like, does. I get disappointed every time. I'm like, oh, it's already over. All right. Hey. Do you, That's how you going. know we love each other. You're the one that has to edit it. Yep. Hey, I don't have to do shit. I told you AI does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I just proofread the AI. <laughs> you know what? You're part of the problem. <laughs> this is why the work the writer strike happened. You took the job. They took our job. <laughs> I can't fucking edit anyway, but you still took my job. I know. Yeah, and and I'm an editor as well. So it's, you're fucking you're confused, kid. I'm like oh, you're dude. an editor using the competitor. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta it's, fucking go with the motions, man. You gotta. Man, my poet AI, didn't know it. AI <laughs> as a tool is the future. There's no way around it. It's terrible. No, there, there really isn't. 
But Unfortunately, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a strong tool, and I'm welcoming it in my life. Okay. Exactly. You said it perfectly. As long as it's used as a tool and not a crutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the writer's strike just ended. You're like, I'm an I artist. I saw that. Yeah, it did just end. I'm actually pretty happy about it because I have a couple of buddies that work in the industry, and it was really affecting them. But yeah. So, fun fact for the end of the segment. My, I like to say my friend. My friend, Ira Heaton from Dream Warriors Nightmare 3. Oh, he, he just, did a name drop. <laughs> yeah, he just literally put out a, a podcast himself. And he interviews his co-star, Jennifer, which is really cool. And you guys should check it out. It's very good. Yeah, sweet. Will do. Uh, what's the name of that podcast? I think it's literally called The Wizard Master. Is it really? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe he would like to join Tales from the Casket someday. Oh, we've been talking about it. Yeah. He does. Because I'm gonna make <laughs> no spoilers. This, I'm gonna make this a reel right now and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> be like, okay, I have to now. <laughs> and get the rest of your cast master cast yeah. beyond as well. Hell and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is the best. It's yeah. so good. I'm going to make a point to talk about it every show. <laughs> Ooh, you just gave me a good idea, Ben. So for the listeners at home, let us know what you would think. Leave it in the comments and say our next post after we drop this episode. Would you like us to do a Nightmare on Elm Street ranking episode? I would love to do that. Yep. I would be totally down to do that. Part- hey, hey, no spoilers. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone's going to say. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bl- bleep it. all this out. everybody wants to have a trilogy and we can't communicate what our rankings are until we do the episode because i want to be surprised yeah don't talk to me deal (laughs) don't talk to me fucking talk (laughs) unless you have whiskey oh hey hey people want to merch from us we should start doing that some stickers maybe print the order shirts or something 100 yeah we should do that yeah, we can get some artwork and throw it up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe also let us know in the Maybe comments what comment. you guys would like to see. Yep. So please give us more input, more information of what you guys want sh- episodes to be about. Everything you could think of. Yeah. So before we get out of here, guys, I just want to let the listeners know at home that, you know, it's been an awesome ride so far, and I look forward to the future of this podcast. And I just want to thank everybody for all the love and support. I've only been hearing great things, and I'm glad you guys are liking what you hear. And please, we continue to and share and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. That really goes a long way for us. That puts us into that that ever so difficult algorithm. We just want you guys to know that we really appreciate it. We love you guys, and we love what we're doing, and we want to keep doing it. So... I actually don't love anybody, but I really appreciate it. So. <laughs> he loves himself. That's such a Ben thing to say. <laughs> no, no, all, all jokes aside, it, this is so much fun for me. A lot of yeah. times things feel like work where you're like, oh my God, I got to go to band practice. And it's something you love, but it, it it's work. When I'm doing this, I'm like, dude, I got to go drink beers and talk about horror movies with my friends. So this is fucking rad. Doesn't Hell yeah. Does it get better than this? 100%. So before we get out of here, guys, Raphael, where can they find you, man? Oh, you can find me at Raphael underscore Dead Rise on Instagram. And also you can find my production company underscore DRM underscore productions. Sweet. What about you, Ben? 
my Instagram is stitch underscore inside. That's uh, stitch with one T S T I C H stitch. Sweet. Cliff. And you guys can find me at the Helms Realm. Black I know that OnlyFans.com. <laughs> <laughs> it was previously known as Helm Street Lives, but I changed the name so I could streamline it with the YouTube channel. So it's the Helms Realm now. So thank you guys all for listening, and we hope that you come back and get spooky with us. And until next time, guys. Bye. Cheers, you fiends. Or let's explore all things horror. Peace. Bye, 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 bye.